When you hear someone is charismatic, you think of them as magnetic, hypnotic, larger than life. And that's true. But this episode is about those who have used their charms in evil ways. Cult leaders who have been the most effective in convincing hordes of people to conform to their views of the world. It's easy to judge those who join groups that believe in abstract things like most cults do, but they didn't do it because they were bored. Behind every successful cult is a leader molding their brains until eventually those abstract beliefs are all they know. Hey all you weirdos, welcome to Crime Countdown, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm Ash. And I'm Elena. Every week we'll highlight 10 fascinating stories of history's most engaging and unsettling crimes, all picked by the Parcast Research Gods. In this episode, we're counting down the top 10 charismatic cult leaders. I feel like I wouldn't fall for a cult. There's no way you would. I think I wouldn't, mainly because I'm not good at like giving up control yeah. either. Like, as we all know, I cannot just hand over control to no someone. No secret there. But I also kind of think people who get caught up in them are like sometimes judged a little too harshly. Yeah. Because it's hard, obviously it's hard for any of us to think we would be susceptible to these cult leaders' ways and whims. But they, these cult leaders nab people at their lowest. So that's what they do. And that's... And it's really when you're not making your best decisions and they use that against you. Yeah, I mean, look at Sean Hunter. Yeah, exactly. Boy Meets World, ever heard of it? Hello? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I also think they have a way of like getting to people who are down on their luck. Oh, yeah. Who feel like they need some sense of belonging. Mm -hmm. And I think that like these charismatic cult leaders are like insane and intelligent all at the same time. Oh, yeah. Because sure. it's like it starts off with a well-organized scheme, but then it's, I mean, it's like unfortunately a pretty intelligent scheme. It's always that way. But then, you know, the control and the power gets to their head and that's when like the insanity comes along. Yeah, it's like a lot of these serial killers we learn about. Mm-hmm. They're insane and they're also, unfortunately, not all of them. Some of them are dumb as rocks, but <laughs> some of them are unfortunately intelligent, at least in what they're doing. It's it's just kind of unfortunate that they become insane with power and they start using this pretty decent brain that some of them have in, you know, the worst way possible. Yeah, it's like a, a dark power, a dark intelligence. A dark passenger. Well, let's see who's the most charismatic of all. Elena has five smooth-talking cult leaders, and so do I. But neither of us knows whose cyanide flavorade is the strongest. Let's start the countdown. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Icy Hot starts working instantly to dull the pain with the icy cool sensation. Then, the warming sensation relaxes it away. Feel the power of Icy Hot's contrast therapy. Ice works fast, heat makes it last. Icy Hot. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. 
more than just melatonin. Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. I'll start us off with number 10, Han Ming Chen, leader of Chen Tao. Chen Tao is Mandarin for true way. It was a UFO religion that was founded in the 90s by Han Ming Chen, a former professor of sociology. The group was also known as, quote, God Saves the Earth Flying Saucer Foundation. Their core beliefs were, the world will end soon, and aliens will save their chosen people by beaming them up onto spaceships. I, I don't see anything strange yeah, it's about just this your, at all. Your everyday curriculum. Yeah. So Chen convinced roughly 140 followers to sell their possessions and move with him from Taiwan to the U.S., eventually settling in Garland, Texas. Just like sell everything you have, everything will be fine. That's how almost all of these cults start. You sell need, everything you have. Yeah, right. <laughs> Checklist, it. nothing. Yeah. Well, their reputation followed them from Taiwan. According to the China Times Express, followers paid $60,000 as a fee to join, and then another thirty to 60000 to board the spaceships. Which, wow. I wonder if they ever got to board. I wonder that as well. I also wonder, like, you have to pay sixty grand to join, but to get on the spaceship, you might only have to pay thirty. You never know. Like, it just, it's cheaper to get on that spaceship than to join the club. Yeah, you know, it's like a it's a two for one sale. I guess. Strange. Well, here's where the charisma comes to play. A major belief of the group was reincarnation, and Chen claimed that he was actually Elena, the father of Jesus Christ, two thousand years ago. Wow. And he also allegedly quote communicated with God through um, a diamond-studded ring on his finger. As one does. Isn't that... That happens in a movie where somebody, like, communicates with someone through the ring on their finger. Probably. Is that the never-ending story? Uh, no. I don't think so. All right. Well, never mind. (laughs) Well, maybe, though. I might be misremembering it. Who knows? The idea was that your soul could live on if you just followed what Chen said, because he was speaking to God. So that was like the major attraction, I think. Well, yeah. When somebody says they have a direct line to the big guy, you're like, all right, sign me up. Here's my 60 grand. Let me know. Well, you know, God and his UFOs failed to appear when Chen said they would, and most followers bounced, and Chen largely faded into obscurity. You know, that never happens. <laughs> I know. That never happens that they say all, like, you know, the UFO is coming, God is coming, Jesus Christ is coming down. It, they, they always come. I don't know why it failed here. I know, it's the weirdest thing. Yeah, it's weird it's that usually, it didn't work out. Usually very successful. Bummer. Number nine on our countdown is Keith Raniere, founder of the sex cult Nexium. Raniere, who forced his followers to call him Vanguard, started Nexium after he ran a failed pyramid scheme and rebranded himself as a self-help guru. A perfect cover to bring people into your circle looking for support and guidance, earn their trust, and groom them for more perverse activities. This man's. This man's. Let's get it. So you you must be asking, what's the charisma? Indeed. What is it? Well, Ranieri convinced athletes, famous actors, and successful business leaders that they could improve their success by taking his self-help classes. And he required them to recruit new members. So already, 
He's getting that pyramid scheme going because you come in. I can help you, but you got to get like 16 more people. Oh, yeah. He has a background. He's he like, knows. put something on your Instagram story. He's like, I've seen a pyramid. I know what works here. <laughs> the sex cult was composed only of women who were required to get Ranieri's initials branded on their pelvis. That is just this, absolutely yeah. horrific. Whenever there's branding involved, that's when it takes like a real like left you ever turn. burned yourself with a curling iron? Yeah. Picture that times a million. Every time I cook and I'm like, it's like, ooh. (laughs) And it's quick, too. Yes, and it hurts for like a week. Yeah, I I hate it. While being branded, they were supposed to say, are you ready? No. Because you're not just being branded. You can't just go like, okay, cool, brand me. No. While being branded, you're supposed to say, please brand me. It would be an honor. An honor I want to wear for the rest of my life. That is so psychologically messed up. I can't even fathom, like, I can't picture this image in my mind of someone doing this. And also, how are you supposed to have the self-control to say that entire sentence while while being being severely burned? It's a lot. Yikes. Well, new quote-unquote students were required to pause and thank an image of Ranieri hanging on the wall each day. Far too much. A lot. He also forced women into sexual slavery and threatened to send degrading and compromising material to their families. People always like, like that's how them. exactly that's how they do it. It's insane. I, uh, that's so sad. Well, in 2018, he was indicted on charges including sex trafficking and conspiracy to commit forced labor. He was sentenced to 120 years in federal prison. Not enough. Bye, Ranieri. See ya. Number eight on our countdown of the top 10 charismatic cult leaders is Jim Jones, founder and preacher of People's Temple. Jim Jones started the Pentecostal church that soon became the People's Temple. On the surface, he was a man who did good things for the community. Secretly, he was taking money from his followers while emotionally and physically abusing them. A tale as old as time. I was literally, you took the words directly out of my mouth. We were both in Beauty and the Beast mode, apparently. (laughs) Well, Jones was a self-proclaimed faith healer who could see the future, as one does. Yes. But he also did good work for the homeless and was a big proponent of racial integration. I hate when they have, like, positive attributes. I do have to wonder if he was a Gemini. I'm going to look that up later. Yeah, it sure seems like it. The charisma. He's a Gemini. No kidding. Gotta have it. He knew just the right amount of practical good faith to mix with the narcissistic mind control to get people to trust him. After moving People's Temple from Indiana to California and expanding locations on the West Coast, Jones began referring to himself as a prophet while his behavior became more and more troubling. Outside the church, he charmed local and state politicians and built a positive reputation in San Francisco by running social programs to help the needy. And a lot of his followers actually stayed loyal until the end. After moving his congregation to Guyana in November 1978, he forced them to ingest cyanide, killing 913 members. But of course, he didn't do that. No way. That's way too much suffering. Jones died by a self-inflicted gunshot. Unreal. These guys and like women or whoever's leading the cult, they always make the people do things that they would never do themselves. Of course. And he's also a Taurus. Oh, (laughs) that's not Taurus energy at all. Seven. 
At number seven this week is Robin Gecht, who ran the Chicago Rippers, or the Ripper Crew, during the early 1980s. The Ripper Crew were a group of four men, led by Robin Gecht, who drove around Chicago in a red van looking for victims for satanic rituals, ultimately murdering as many as 17 women and fatally shooting one other victim. Gecht's hold on the small cult wasn't so much because of charm as it was their fear of his supernatural powers. Oh my god, this episode of Morbid legitimately ruined me for months to come. It was a really tough one to do. This is gnarly. So the story captivated the media, because it did happen in the height of the 1980s satanic panic. Oh yeah. You remember? I don't. You don't, you were not here. Uh, The Rippers were, for all intents and purposes, an actual satanic cult. So this wasn't satanic panic at work, it was legit. This was the real deal. (laughs) The Rippers frequently dismembered the women and used various body parts in satanic rituals held in Gek's attic. Do you remember that? They would yeah. just like go, yeah, it was like a random, just regular old attic. And the most wild thing, didn't he have like three children? He had kids. It's bonkers. I also, whenever they call themselves the Rippers, I just think of Jesse and the Rippers from Full House. Oh my and I, God. And I can't stop and it freaks me out. That made this whole thing a little bit better. It so does. Thanks it can that. maybe take you into another place for this because it's rough. Yeah. Well, before he became a cult leader, Robin Gecht worked as a subcontractor for um, this guy. I don't know if you guys are going to remember him. His name is John Wayne Gacy. It doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, he worked as a subcontractor for John Wayne Gacy's company in the 70s. So this dude was on a trajectory way before. A trajectory to the most horrificness of all time. To the darkness. The pinnacle of scary. <laughs> so... You know, we got to talk about the charisma. They all have charisma, right? Somewhere? Somewhere? Or we think they do, I guess. Well, the other members of the Ripper crew were genuinely afraid of Gekt and did whatever he commanded. They seemed to believe that he had supernatural powers and could actually harm them with them. So, I mean, when you think the leader is actually a supernatural being, that can definitely sway you I a need bit to more. know what provided them insight on that. I think just him saying it. Okay. <laughs> He's like, you know what? Believe mythological. Me. Maybe you should deal with it. And they were like, all right. <laughs> I'm mythological. We will. I'm a creature. Well, Gekt maintained that he was innocent. The other three members of the Ripper crew confessed to their crimes. Prosecutors could not convict Gekt of murder, but he was found guilty of the rape and attempted murder of a teenager who survived. Mm. So, you know, I guess a little bit of justice. Oh, like a half a cup of justice yeah, exactly. for this recipe. Ugh. Landing at number six is Rock Terrio, leader of the doomsday cult, the Ant Hill Kids. From 1977 until 1989, Rock Terrio led the Ant Hill Kids in Quebec. It began when Terrio convinced a group of followers to cut off ties to their family, come with him to a commune, and take on biblical names. He chose Moses for himself. When things got real bad, his persuasions worked for a while until it all collapsed. Shock. After about a year into the commune situation, Terrio began drinking heavily and assaulting his members. But he would charm them into forgiving him by weeping when he sobered up, claiming that God ordered him to inflict these punishments and that he didn't want to do this. So he's just a textbook abuser. <laughs> Straight up. Literal textbook. Like, hello, this is health class. Sit yes. Down. While the beatings turned torturous, one member was forcefully castrated, another had teeth extracted, Ah! 
and her arm amputated by Terrio himself, who also burned her with a welding torch. Oh my God, I just, teeth pulling. She suffered it. it's, immensely. Like teeth and nail things, ooh, can't do it. Well, this entire anthill kid thing was, you're gonna like crumble by the end of this. No, thank you. Because another had a disastrous quote unquote surgery performed by Terrio, which led to her death. What? He's, he's literally performing surgeries? Yes. And no. he's not a surgeon, FYI. No? Eventually, he was arrested for the amputation. And while serving a 12-year sentence, former members actually told authorities about the botched surgery and the death, which led to his life sentence. Thank goodness. Mm -hmm. He garnered some controversy in 2008 and 2009 when he attempted to sell his artwork on murderauction.com, which wow. is a U.S.-based murderabilia website. Wow. Yeah. Um, wow. He was killed by his cellmate in 2011. Bummer. Jim Jones is pretty low on the list. I know, but it's only getting worse because once we got to the Ant Hill Kids, I was like, where are we going from here? Yeah, the Ant Hill Kids just took me into a whole different direction. Oh, yeah, I think it's only going to get scarier from here. I'm ready. Wayne Simmons spent 27 years undercover for the CIA. When he retired from spy work, he got a big break. Terrorism analyst on Fox News. Then he met Kent Clisby. So I'm a real CIA guy. This is total nonsense. I'm Alex French, and I'm here to figure out who's telling the truth. Was Wayne Simmons a spy, or was he nothing but a con man? Imposters is a Spotify original from Parcast and premieres Monday, May 3rd. Follow and listen exclusively on Spotify. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Five. All right, let's jump back in with number five on our countdown of charismatic cult leaders. Starting off the second half of our list is Lord Rael, leader of the International Congregation of Lord Rael. <laughs> Lord Rael was born Raymond Elwood Howard Lear. He claims to be the reincarnation of Jesus Christ. Another and one. <laughs> another one. <laughs> and he alleges that he arrived on Earth on a spaceship that flew over Jerusalem. Rael has attracted many believers, mainly on social media. His main reach to his followers is YouTube. As Vice said in an article about him, quote, you can accept him as your God by following, liking, and subscribing. And it's working for him. Shut up. This one is just, stop. He, this stop. cult leader has a YouTube channel. Sure does. I'm, I know sure what I'm does. doing tonight. Like, I can't. So. Considered a predominantly online sect, that same high-profile Vice article describes him as, quote, an internet deity. Oh. Which I'm sure he loves. Oh, yeah, for sure. He tells his followers that he's responsible for various meteorological phenomena, including solar flares and volcanic activity. 
How does he do it all? He's so busy. He's, he, a, he's a modern man. He edits his YouTube channel and just gets all that stuff. He's just always multitasking. Wowie. Well, Rael's website claims that he has performed many miracles oh, as well. Okay. He's busy. Including, quote, drug addicts freed from their addictions, testimonies of diseases and disabilities cured, biblical chastisements delivered. All actors have special skills on their resume. And Rael <laughs> is no different. However, the website doesn't name specific cases. And he says, you shouldn't need miracles in order to believe. But listen, if you can create a miracle, then I, what if I do Show that? me. Just, and why wouldn't you show me? That's, why not? That's something awesome. I would love to see it. Cool party trick, Rael. Just for my own entertainment, if anything. He also demands money from his followers, no which I'm sure way. you're absolutely blown away by. That's nutso. And he urges the faithful to invest in his cryptocurrency, which he calls, are you ready for it? God coin. Oh, <laughs> all righty then. <laughs> it's like Bitcoin, but God. Bitcoin, but spiritual. <laughs> Uh, so where's his charisma? I, Where is it? You haven't mentioned it Have yet. Have you seen it? No. People are very influenced by him. He is an online influencer. <laughs> That's a thing. Swipe up. Adam Muema, a former San Diego State running back, abandoned his dreams of playing in the NFL in favor of worshipping Lord Rael. That's, That's an influencer. That's sad. Vice also mentions how, quote, a video posted by Lord Rael plays like a trailer for an action film, which is exactly how I pictured it. And I've never seen one of his videos. I, I just pictured that. I didn't picture it because I think my brain would not allow that. Well, when it comes to YouTube videos that influence, convincing production value does matter. So I think it's important. I cannot wait to go on a deep dive on I YouTube. I see a lot of explosions. <laughs> Kapow. <laughs> Landing at number four this week is Adolfo Constanzo of the Narco-Satanists. From a young age, Adolfo studied folk magic extensively and through black magic learned how to ritualistically sacrifice animals. But as an adult, he turned his belief into a violent career, leading a group of followers who helped protect drug cartels on a ranch in the Mexican city, Matamoros. Adolfo, having built a group of followers, became delusional, began torturing, and ritualistically killing humans instead of animals. That's a jump. It's a leap. It's a very big leap. A quantum I, one, if you will. <laughs> yeah, right? I don't really know where the charisma came into play, Me but I'm, I'm told he convinced his followers that sacrificing a human life would give them supernatural powers and protect them from bullet wounds. That's a, that's a big promise. Yes big promise. Not only will you get supernatural powers, but there is also a complimentary bulletproof vest yes, involved. That's always with you. Yeah, this is where we're going to get really dark. Victims were tortured by having their eyes, ears, hearts, and genitals removed as part of the quote sacrifice. Oh, I see why he's high on the list. Oh yeah. And Adolfo partnered with a drug cartel and made a lot of money as a partner, claiming to provide spiritual protection to the cartels. Nope. No, thank you. No. Nope. In 1989, the cult kidnapped American student Mark Kilroy, who was on spring break with his friends in Matamoros. Oh, I know this. Mm -hmm. I knew this was part of it. The case got a lot of attention and police zeroed in on the cult leader's ranch, where they found numerous mutilated bodies buried in shallow graves, including Kilroy's. Ugh. 
there was a shootout with police and Constanzo had a cult member shoot him dead and then the surviving followers were taken into custody. It should be reiterated though that these violent practices are not part of traditional folk magic. We actually covered this cult itself more in our Deadly Cults episode and we talked about the Mark Kilroy case in Twisted Spring Break Crimes. <sighs> Number three on our countdown of charismatic cult leaders is David Koresh of the Branch Davidians. It started young for David Koresh, who was born Vernon Howell. As a Seventh-day Adventist, he learned about doomsday prophecies, eventually becoming a persuasive Bible teacher before being kicked out of church for being a bad influence on the youth. When he fell in with the Branch Davidians and continued his false prophet, bad influence led to a literal self-made doomsday in Waco. Yeah, this is intense. We all know this one. Koresh joined the Branch Davidians young. When the leader of the church died, he had a brief but violent power struggle to take over as its leader. Where's his charisma, you ask? Where is it? We gotta have charisma. Show me the charisma. This is charismatic cult leaders. Well, Koresh's own beliefs and convictions ran deep, which made him a very convincing leader because people want to know you believe what you're spewing. Oh yeah. Plus, people follow the leader. It's a game. Now in charge, which was around 1990, he changed his name to David Koresh, taking the names from biblical kings and escalated the doomsday prophecies. So he's really going all for it. He's hyping it up here. He's got to make it real. Men did physical exercises and hard labor, which he avoided because God gave him explicit permission and authority to live outside the rules. So God wrote him a note to get him out of gym. I was just going to say the same thing. <laughs> We're on the same wavelength Today right there. we are. That was very nice of God to do that for him. Koresh controlled when followers could eat or drink, use the bathroom, and sometimes required them to attend his all-night Bible studies. No thanks. That does not sound that, like a party. Man. Unless there's an infant I need to take care of, I'm not staying up all night. No, no. He believed he was the Messiah, that his children would be sacred in the eyes of God. So he married multiple women, some of whom were underaged. That is called illegal. Very illegal. In order to father as many children as possible, he just really branched out to everybody. That's why he was marrying like a million different women. Did you mean for that to be a pun? No, I didn't. The branch. <laughs> branch. I didn't even mean that. Now that here's where we take it really dark. He had at least 13. Yeah. And again, some underage. Yeah. No, no. The main reason the government zeroed in on the Branch Davidians was their large and illegal cache of weapons. After a 51-day standoff on April 19th, the FBI launched tear gas and attempted to enter the compound, starting a fire in the process. 79 members of the cult died in the burning compound, including Koresh. Wild. I mean... The fact that we have Branch Davidians and the People's Temple already, and we're not even at two and one. Yeah, like there's still more to come after that. What's happening? The charisma. The charisma's gonna get crazy. <laughs> I'm so excited. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Viore. Give the active people in your life something they'll truly appreciate. Performance apparel from Viore. Whether they're into running, surfing, hiking, or even just casual walks around the block, there's something for everyone. And if you're not sure what to gift them, you can't go wrong with something from Viore's Dream Knit Collection. It's the perfect gift and so comfortable. Get 20% off your first purchase today at Viore. V-U-O-R-I dot com slash Spotify. Two. We're down to the final two spots on our countdown of charismatic cult leaders. At number two is... Marshall Applewhite from Heaven's Gate. There he is. This cult was taught by Applewhite and his wife, Bonnie, that aliens would carry them to heaven with their bodies intact. So when Bonnie died of cancer in 1985, Applewhite took over and had to alter the group's philosophy to address her death. The group bought into his reasoning and continued to grow. I love that he was like, they're not going to take her right now. (laughs) Hang on a sec. not so much her, but, but like, all of you. We're working on it's it. Fine. Don't worry. You guys are fine. Sure. Right. Her, not so much. Yeah. Heaven's Gate was the first known cult in the U.S. to use internet as a recruitment tool and made a lot of money by designing websites. In 1995, astronomers ID'd the Hale-Bopp comet. Applewhite believed there was a UFO in its trail and that the aliens would take the cult members to heaven, okay. as aliens are known to yeah. do. I mean, maybe there's a UFO in the trail, but, like, I don't think it's coming to take us anywhere. I don't think the aliens are, like, too too intent on helping us out. No. No. Just hitching a ride on a comet. They're just living elsewhere. Yeah. In 1996, he rented a mansion in Rancho Santa Fe, outside of San Diego, to be the home of the Heaven's Gate commune. Here's the charisma. From Where the, is it? <laughs> from the beginning, he and his wife led by example, including a strict abstinence policy, which was part of the cult's mandates. They believed that refraining from sex while in human form would strengthen the spirit and allow them into heaven when the UFOs arrived after the comet. Is that a heaven you want to go to, though? But I'm <laughs> No. <laughs> to re- the answer is no. <laughs> to reinforce this, Applewhite actually underwent castration himself, Woof. as did several other male members of Heaven's Gate. So all of this was building up to March 1997, when the Hale-Bopp comet came closest to Earth on its massive orbit. On March 26th, police received an anonymous call about deaths at the Rancho Santa Fe home. Authorities found 39 bodies, Applewhite and 38 of his followers. They had poisoned themselves. Wearing sneakers. And the UFO was late. It It didn't come. One. And that brings us to number one on our countdown of the top 10 charismatic cult leaders. Charles Manson. All right, all right, all right. There he is. Whether he word vomited 60s hippie free love speeches or told his family to carry out murder, 
He got what he wanted out of his cult every time. Mm -hmm. And even from people who were not a part of his family at all. Like Dennis Wilson of the Beach Boys. That's the one Ever of the heard of them. <laughs> wildest parts of this whole tale. It truly tale. is. It truly is. It's said Manson never killed anyone. But his hands were not clean of violence. He reportedly shot a drug dealer and cut off the ear of another victim. So whether yeah. he killed people or not, he's not a nice guy. Nope, definitely not. Where's his charisma, though? Where I, is it? He's a great singer. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. But his legacy really is because of how effective of a cult leader he was. Just by being a mix of inspiration, intimidation, and pure nonsense. I think that was like his forte, is pure Just nonsense. Nonsense. Yeah. That's all. He was great at it. But everyone was tripping, so. There was belladonna everywhere. Nonsense so. is all they needed. Just nonsense. He spent time in prison as a kid. According to the California Parole Board, he had developed an exceptional uh, talent for manipulation. He was also schizophrenic and paranoid delusional. Manson was able to move his group of followers to Spawn Ranch on the outskirts of LA County by taking advantage of the owner, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like, he was just really good at that. At one point, he even commandeered the home of Dennis Wilson of the Beach Boys. Literally. He just took it. He's like, I'll just take this. We'll take this. This Thank is you. ours. Thank you. Wilson apparently spent over $1,000, which is over $7,000 today on penicillin shots for the Manson family as they passed gonorrhea around the group rapidly. It was a different time. He's like, I have antibiotics. Here you are. Let me help you. Wilson also spent additional money on food and transportation for the cult. The groovy bus? Yes, the groovy bus. And in and eventually just abandoned his own home to Manson and his followers. He's like, listen, Charlie, you can't join the Beach Boys, but what I will give you is a beachside mansion. It's like when a giant spider comes out of somewhere in your house and you're like, well, you own the place now and you yeah. just leave. Here you go. Charles Manson just walked out of a corner and he was like, well, it's yours now. See right? you later. <laughs> Manson's most infamous cult leader move was definitely directing his family members to kill resulting in the Tate-LaBianca murders in 1969, which mm -hmm. are so horrific. Absolutely gut-wrenching. Manson was sentenced to serve a life sentence, but he passed away on November 19th, 2017, at the age of 83. All right. I knew Charlie Manson had to be number one. Yeah. I, I didn't, didn't see yeah. him at all on my list. And I was like, he's got to be on Elena's and he's totally going to be number one. I was wondering, I thought Jim Jones, simply because of the mass amount of people. Yeah, I could see that. Was number one. And I still wonder if he should have been higher on the list. But you know, I think Charlie, it's just like the Beach Boy element where like, Dennis yeah. Wilson just like was like, here is my home. And I think it's like that those Tate LaBianca murders were like such a huge they involved like celebrities and yeah. you know, it was just a lot. It was very high profile. I think these were perfect. These are the ones I would have wanted to see on this list. Yeah, I can't think of anything missing no, right now. I definitely can't think of one. Well, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another great episode. Remember to follow Crime Countdown on Spotify to get a brand new episode delivered every week. You can find all episodes of Crime Countdown and all other podcast shows for free on Spotify. Spotify has all your favorite music and podcasts all in one place. They're making it easier to listen to whatever you want to hear for free on your phone, computer, or smart speaker. 
And if you can't get enough of these creepy crimes, check out our After Crime Countdown podcast playlist on Spotify, where we've handpicked even more episodes about this week's stories that we think you'll enjoy. And if you like this show, follow at Parcast on Facebook and Instagram and at Parcast Network on Twitter. And if you like us, you can follow our other podcast, Morbid. You can listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Morbid Podcast or on Twitter at A Morbid Podcast. Well, we hope you keep it weird and you don't get in a cult by next Monday. Don't do it. See you then. Crime Countdown is executive produced by Max Cutler and is a Spotify original from Parcast. It was created by Max Cutler. Sound design by Kristen Acevedo with associate sound design by Anthony Valsic. Fact-checking by Cara Macerlein. Research by Ambika Chotera, J.K. Heo, and Mickey Taylor. It's produced by John Cohen, Kristen Acevedo, and Jonathan Ratliff. Production assistance by Ron Shapiro. We're your hosts, Ash Kelly and Elena Urquhart. <laughs>